Welcome to Black Sheep Rebranded. It is our Friday roundtable, and it is Friday, February 23rd. At the table today, we have Rick, Rebecca, and myself, Sherry. We're going to have a lively conversation today about money, tipping, and all the things that go along with it. So I'm going to pass it over to Rick. I'm sure he has some, some things to say. Oh my goodness. I'm going to pass it over. So folks, as Sherry said, uh, welcome, welcome to another uh, Black Sheep Rebranded podcast. And um, this week, what I sent out to Rebecca and Sherry was an article about tipping and how tipping has become, you know, as the article said, almost out of control because um, the, the, the insistence and the inference that we have to tip a, a greater percentage when if a meal goes up in, in value and you tip 15% of, of $10, then that's $1.50. And if, you, if your meal goes up to $20, then you were going to be tipping uh, at 15%, you'd be tipping $3. And so you were actually tipping more as the cost of your meal goes up anyhow. But the fact is that, you know, I shared with these ladies recently, I saw at a restaurant, they didn't even have 15% as an option anymore. It started at 20 and it ended at 40. And uh, so a 40% tip on a meal uh, seems a little outrageous. And that's what this article was about. It was about um, how it it's almost like this, there is no ceiling to what a tip could be or should be. And, um, and so... Yeah, I, I found this article that spoke about this, and I sent it out to the ladies. And so, uh, what do you all think about this? What do you think about money as as a whole? Well, personally, I think it's the tipping part of it. I think it's gotten crazy, honestly and truthfully. Used to understand and know going into a restaurant what you were going to tip. You also knew that it was basically in a restaurant that you would tip. Today, it's no holds barred. Yeah, it's totally crazy. Like, I can't afford to eat out sometimes. What Most mean, times. What do you mean you can't afford to eat out? Well, because I feel bad giving a 15% tip. You so, feel bad <laughs> giving a 15% tip? That used to be the norm. That did used to be the norm, but when I say I feel bad, it's when the person's sitting there looking at me with the machine, it's almost as if they expect me to do more than just 15%, and I can't afford to do more than 15%. Ah. I like to give a $5 tip. $5 tip regardless how much the meal is? Well, not just for me, if I'm just eating by myself. Okay, but it doesn't have, doesn't matter how much the meal cost? Five bucks? Five bucks because I usually don't eat that much or order that much if it's just me. Okay, so then that takes me back to you know long ago days of trekking, and I remember having a conversation with a driver who was complaining about money, and yet he'd go in to get a coffee. The coffee was two bucks. Uh, it wasn't even two bucks, but he'd go in uh, with two one dollar bills for the for the coffee and another two one dollar bills for the tip, and he put down four dollars every time that he got a coffee. He'd get a coffee two, three, four times a day, and that's what he did every single time. As he walked in, and it was four bucks for a coffee instead of a dollar seventy nine or whatever it was, and so here was a guy who was doing what you are are just saying is well, this is this is what I tip without there being actually a reason for it. And so that guy um, was basically not throwing away, but he was literally throwing away $1,000 a year approximately when we were done talking about it, just on tip money for his coffees that he was getting himself 
and he was going up, getting his coffee, making his own coffee, going up, and then he was tipping the cashier, who who the only thing the cashier was doing was ringing him through, and he was tipping them another two $2 and some for that coffee. And I don't know how many people can truly afford to do that. And, and, and again, so if you're just arbitrarily tipping five bucks, how did you come up with that? It seemed like a nice number. Was it a nice number 20 years ago? It was a really nice number 20 years ago. And so did you tip five bucks then? No. What'd you tip then? Two. Okay. So how did you come from $2 to $5? I guess my income has increased. <laughs> and well. so... And so, but there's a bit of an arbitrary. It I, is very arbitrary with me. There's no magic calculation for me. It is about inflation. And, but I, and I think you've touched on something that really just popped into my head. 20 years ago, we paid with cash. So we knew how much money was in our pocket. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, was an indicator. Today, it's a number on a screen that's flashed in front of you. And it's really easy to spend too much money doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Folks, I wish this was video because I'm looking at the two of them going, you two, oh my dear God. Because I spent a lot of time with these people. I have a lot of business interest with them, have a lot of of ongoing projects. And and I watch what they do with money. And I just, oh man, I cringe sometimes. And I go, holy shit. And... And I also cringe because they both know the pin to my debit cards and to my to my credit card, because sometimes they they have to go and do stuff for me, and so I'm like, oh dear God, right? Because just like there's no there's there's these things that you're throwing out, but there's no real connection to it. You know, there is a connection to that screen. That screen is telling you what is coming out of your bank account. It is real. And and so you're saying, well, because it's not paper coming out of your out of your your wallet, then it's not as real as as the screen. That screen is real. Like by God, what the hell? But that screen will let me go beyond my boundaries. Whereas the the cash in my pocket, it was a, it was a limit that I had. That was a very firm limit. I couldn't just manufacture money while I was sitting in the restaurant. Oh my God, that's such bullshit. Okay. You, you know why it's bullshit? Why is it bullshit? Because you had a credit card. You had a credit card then, so you could still do the same thing true you're right but i would have to make a decision to switch from cash to credit card you're right oh my dear god which i have done in some instances to give a tip you've switched from your debit card to your credit card no from cash to a card if i didn't have enough cash on me i'd pay with debit to give a bigger tip or credit to give a bigger tip to give a tip yes or a tip yes oh my crazy aren't we now, if it's a special occasion like a holiday and it's somebody who's didn't have to be working, I will tip them well. Actually, they had to work because that's their income and that's their occupation. And so they didn't really have a choice. They they actually had to work. Well, that brings up an interesting thing, too, because one of the things in, ter- in determining how much to tip, one of those things sitting in the back of your mind is, or at least back of my mind, is the fact that they generally get paid a less lesser rate than most workers because they anticipate or their restaurant owners are anticipating that they are getting tips. And I having that in the back of my mind leaves me feeling compelled to put down a certain amount of tip 
even if the service has been bad, I almost feel like I have to give a, a small tip, a 10% as a minimum. Wow. Okay, so my w first wife, so the last argument I had with her was over tipping. And, and, and I mean that, folks. That was the last argument I ever had, and it was over like 20, 25 bucks, whatever it was. And um, because she had this, 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 this thought, this belief, and she said it all the time, nobody tips me to do my job. And so why should I have to tip them? They should just be paid a fair wage for what they're doing, and it should just be built in. And there should be no tipping. There should be no asking for money. And and she said it's no different than somebody being homeless, right? You drive up to a traffic light and they're holding up a sign saying they're homeless. You know, they need a few bucks. And she's like, no, I'm not going to tip. And I and we regularly had disagreements. And the very last disagreement that we had was a very heated argument in Hawaii about a tip that apparently I gave that was way in excess of what she thought was was at all reasonable and i thought oh my word we had had it, it had been absolutely beautiful and so it felt extra special so why not and um but yeah so you know it almost sounds like you know her ideas about not tipping is something that you two would love to see is it just built in so that you don't have to actually think about it uh at the same time, I do like that element of rewarding people for the service that they're providing. As do I, because I've had some pretty bad service before, and I don't tip for that. All but right. it's not very much. Very much. Okay, so I got a question for you. Y'all get on an airplane, and 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 you you have a good like you the pilot puts the plane down, and you don't even feel the wheels connect. You don't feel the nose wheels come come down. You don't feel anything, and you're just like and the flight attendants, everything was just perfect. And you're and you're getting off. Are you throwing each one of them a hundred bucks? Are you saying wow, like oh my word, you guys did such an amazing job? You know, are what are you doing? Be because that flight crew is only paid for the time they're in the air. Um, you know, they aren't paid, um, for, for, you know, prepping the plane. They aren't, there's all kinds of things they are not paid for. And so they make good money, but they make good money when they're in the air, they make good money for doing their job. And so if everything goes off without a hitch and there's nobody else on the plane, who's pissing you off, then d do you sit there? Do you tip, do you tip those people? Honestly, I have never tipped, um, on an airplane and then you're bringing a good point to the table. Now, if I was to order food or something, I think I would give a tip then. Okay, but the the machine, because since you know, the last few years, there's no more cash on, on planes. It's all done by machine. And the machine may not give you the ability because the person has put it into the machine to say this is how much the fee is. And they're not, there's no... If there's no place for you to, to adjust that, how do you tip them then? Okay, so that's a good point. So this is where, like, money, folks, people don't talk about money. People don't talk about all these basic things that we're talking about. And so, you know, Rebecca, when you go to swimming lessons, do you throw your, your swimming uh, instructor a tip? No, I don't. Okay, but, but, you know, why not? First of all, why should we? They get paid their wage, and they agree to the wage, and that's what they do. 
And so the whole idea about tipping and tipping waiters and waitresses and, and stuff like this is, again, when you do that, what are you tipping? What is the idea behind the tip? I think in my head, the, the, the idea in that scenario is because it is a known fact that they, their wage is anticipating that there are going to be tips. Absolutely. In other service industry places, such as swimming lessons or airplane, that isn't part of their salary, as far as I'm aware. Okay, but if you take the, the, the person, the dishwasher, the cook, do they get any part of that tip? We don't know. You're right. Does the owner of the facility get any part of that tip? Again, we don't know. Nope. You can ask, and sometimes you'll get an honest answer, sometimes you won't. And sometimes tips are withheld, and they are divided equally amongst everybody. And sometimes, so then again, so if you're wanting to tip that person for doing a good job, and and you don't have the ability because the the people who own the, the, the restaurant are saying, no, 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 we keep the tips and we distribute them how we see fit. Again, so you're tipping arbitrarily for what? It seems like an almost crazy way of approaching things. Why do we tip at all? Welcome to humanity. It's a crazy way to do just about anything. But we do we do tip to show gratitude. We tip. I've I've never tipped a pilot and I've been I've been I've had lots of gratitude every time I've walked off without without dying. Mm -hmm. I I've had lots of gratitude. I every time I've been in an ambulance and I've been in many. I've been in ambulances in Ontario and California. I've been in ambulances in lots of places. I have never thrown one of those people a tip. And that's a place we probably should be. Oh my god, yes. Absolutely. And I again going back to a time like I sank a, a 35-foot sailboat up in Georgian Bay and and came out just about like a popsicle needed to be thawed out in lion's head. And when I want to go back up and show appreciation to the crews uh, who participated in rescuing our asses, again, there was this argument where nobody, nobody tips me for doing my job. They all make good money. We shouldn't have to do anything. It's about, should be about gratitude. It shouldn't, it's not about the money. And I think in that scenario... Absolutely, going up there and showing your appreciation is important. Well, if it's not about the money, then why the hell does it come up right away on a machine saying, what's your tip? That always feels bad to me when it's popping up like that, honestly. I think I've gotten away from the idea that tipping was originally gratuity. Is that not correct? Yeah. That was originally called gratuity, mm -hmm. which comes from gratitude. Yeah. And... We've got a, gotten away from that. Well, that's all of society. There's no, there's no graciousness and there's no gratitude in, in the world at all. It's all about, damn it, you owe me. You owe me because I showed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that is not the way you want to see your wait staff. That's not the way you want your service people is, I owe you money because you showed up. And, and so going back in history, I remember, you know, her brother, my, my first wife's brother, worked at Ponderosa, and he got tips. And I remember saying to her, well, and she said, that's different because he's a student. And so, again, it's it's how do you and, – and the older I get, the more I look back and go, you know what? I don't agree with what she would say, and, and we had many a disagreement about this. But I'm more and more going, okay, why are we giving the tip – 
And this is, you know, if we go into the family, why are we, I used to get an allowance. I got an allowance for doing certain tasks. And so by participating within the family, I got an allowance. If I didn't do the tasks, I didn't get an allowance. And I needed that allowance for me to be able to buy the extra things that nowadays parents just go, well, no, my kid just needs it. And so again, I think we have gotten so distorted about what money is and how it comes about and what we need to be doing with it that, that I, man, I, I am worried. I'm worried about this whole concept of, of again, I, on, at that restaurant, there was no 15% option. There was a dollar amount option or there was, it started at 20 and ended at 40. And there was, there was four options. See, I find that just, it feels like a money grab. Somebody's trying to take it right out of my pocket. Oh, yeah. Rather mm -hmm. than letting me have control over what I'm giving based upon how I felt the overall experience was. Could you imagine going into church and the offering plate comes around and it's no longer an offering plate? It's a debit machine. Ooh, that and, was then, a while. and then on the debit machine, it also says a tip. Oh, Right. And so you have to you have to insert your card and you have to say how much. And so if you really enjoyed the service, right, if, if the music was right on, if everything was. Could you imagine, right, having having that? And so, again, these concepts, but we don't talk about them. And so when I read this article, folks, again, I, I send it to the two of them because, again, I have a lot of interaction with both these people and I've spent most of my life self-employed. And so therefore I look at money very differently than the two of them do. You know, the, the two of them, uh, uh, my, I don't even want to get into my, my genuine thoughts about it, but the two of them sit there and they do stuff and I go, what the hell y'all thinking? But then I sit there and I empower these distorted beliefs because I will look at the two of them and go, well, if you want, I'll buy it for you. Well, if you want, yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, sure. Let, you know, yeah, let's. Well, absolutely. I don't want to see you all disappointed, right? What can I do? How can I do this? What can I? And it becomes this, this fabrication of reality. Instead of it being something where we look around and we go, hey, we got to do something good here. No, we don't. It just becomes this nonsense. No, and it really should be. Okay, here's what we got. Here's what we want. How do we get there? How do we bring the two together? Or do we say, no, we're not doing something because fiscally it is not responsible. Yeah, well, fiscally, there should be delayed gratification. And I don't see a lot of delayed gratification in, in just about anything. And, you know, just before we sat down to this podcast today, folks, um, client that I had in, we were talking about business because he's going to school to doing a business program. We were talking about microeconomics and consumer debt in Canada has reached $21,000 and change per person in this country. A three-year-old does not have $21,000 worth of debt. And there are people who do not have any consumer debt. And so the average person who's actually carrying consumer debt. So consumer debt is your line of credit. Consumer debt is, is credit cards. Consumer debt is payday loans. Consumer debt is other types of, of debt. And all of those debts individually... And our use of credit cards has gone up 9% year, wow. year over year. Carrying, carrying a debt on our credit card has gone up 9% year over year. 
So again, so the individual, and so we were talking about microeconomics and how it affects macroeconomics. And so the individual is carrying a greater debt load. And so, and that 21,000 excluded mortgages. Did it exclude or include car loans? Because I think that's another huge contributor. Did not. Wow. But again, it, you go, you buy a hundred thousand dollar vehicle today. That hundred thousand dollar vehicle eventually is going to get squished into a pancake it is. and thrown out. Mm. So that hundred thousand dollars plus all the interest plus all the maintenance, eventually it is going to get squished into a pancake. And when it gets squished into a pancake, it's going to get melted down and ripped apart and tear to shreds. And so your hundred thousand dollars, I guarantee you have just thrown it away. Absolutely. And so again, so so what are you doing? With a car, it's it's that balancing act. Uh, Is it? I know. I'm always go back to balancing acts. Uh, and I don't. Medium, I don't. But Re Rebecca, do you have balance when it comes to to buying a, a car? I try to. Oh, did I, you? That was a heavy sigh. Oh yeah, exactly. Because no, you didn't. So let's not. We don't need to get into the details. We don't. That's this isn't the place for it. But the fact is that no, you just went in there, and I, with your with your tunnel vision, your blinders on, and your big starry eyes, and you went, I want that one, and and that is it's brand spanking new. It's got the new car smell. It's beautiful. Oh my good, I'm I'm going, and that's exactly what you did, Sherry. My wants and my needs. I had a need. And I had a want, and yep, my, my want overcame it. Absolutely. And so when the two of you look around, and honestly, right, this is why I say I, I have watched repeatedly the financial stewardship and the, 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 the blinders on, this is going to make me feel good, I deserve, wins out with both of you guys every single time. And that is a symbol of what's happening with the tipping. I deserve 40%, so therefore I'm going to ask for it. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't necessarily deserve 40% and you're not going to get it. Mm -hmm. But then that means, and both of you said, well, you feel bad for not doing it. Well, I don't, I would love to know how many people listening to this podcast go, yeah, I feel bad for not tipping. I'd love to know the percentage. It'd be interesting to hear. Because, you know, there's going to be some other people like my first wife who's going to go, no, I don't feel bad. No way. Yeah. And, and then there's going to be other people who they, they wouldn't be able to show their face back in the place. If they didn't tip. Mm -hmm. And so again, it's, you know, hedging your bets back and forth. What are you going to do with this stuff? And none of that is about what actually is deserved from the tip. It's all psychological in our own hands. Oh my God. This is, this is just like the candy aisle in the grocery store on the checkout. Hence, why do they put the candy right beside the checkout? And with all the little kids in the um, carts. Sometimes it's not even the little kids. I was guilty of that today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what'd you buy today? You went grocery shopping today, and what'd you buy? What'd you buy in the checkout aisle? A Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> you realize there are Reese's peanut butter cups in the freezer in the kitchen. Yes. And you realize that they are there and they're already paid for. Yes. And the ones in that aisle are always marked up. Yes. <laughs> Oh, my God, folks. Okay, so there you go. There you have it. Here's our discussion. As far as I'm concerned, I sit with two people who impulse purchase daily and as can be attested by the by the actions. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, my word, I just need, I need, I need. And I sit there every single day and I empower their impulsivity by going, oh, sure, here's, 
<laughs> Go ahead and do it. Oh my God. Oh, we're, we, we, as people, we are crazy. We are. And oh my God. I'm going to say you're not entirely innocent on that impulse perspective. Uh, if it comes to, to certain things like toys, absolutely. Mm -hmm. John Deere tractors, absolutely. There's a few things I, I have a really, really hard time saying no to. Yeah. Like I live in the city and I have four tractors. Why is that? I don't know. Um, because again, there's a little impulsivity there for sure. Um, but let me tell you that, you know, the, that green paint on those John Deere's, um, it's still, they hold some value. They're better than the Ford truck. I, I love my Ford. I love my truck. But that thing is one day going to get squished into a pancake. It's going to take a long time before those John Deere's get squished into a pancake because, well, they're green and, and, they're, and they're worth money and they're beautiful. That is true. And so mm -hmm. I, I try to be impulsive around things that actually retain value. Weird. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> we got to have some balance here. Oh, my God. People, balance, balance. Anyhow, so we're, so so to round this up, Rebecca, where are you at when it comes to money, impulsivity, and this whole notion of tipping? What's your, what's your, your closing sentiments towards all of this and how it fits into your world? Well, I need to be less impulsive <laughs> when I spend. Uh -huh. And that actually means taking the time to actually figure out how much a tip I should give based on the cost of the meal. And not go grocery shopping while you're hungry? That too. <laughs> Jeez. That too. All right. And Sherry, what's, where, where do you stand? I, I'm still in a quandary because I feel like we're still being almost robbed blind in tips these days. But I think I'm going to do a little bit more soul searching when I give tips. And go, okay, what is appropriate in this situation? And maybe pop out of that percentage and go to the dollar sign and put down what I actually feel like paying. That's a good idea. Oh, my God. You'd have to do math. You're going to get a calculator out or are you going to just do an arbitrary number like, like Rebecca? The no, five, I, can the do it in my, I can do it in my head. You're going to do the math in your head? I have been well known to do that in the past. Yeah. Um, I get when I get lazy, though. And you know that happens. <laughs> I will use the percentage. Oh, my God. And uh, you know what I'm I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna keep on being me, and and I'm gonna keep on going. Is that fair? Is that right? And I'm gonna keep on asking the questions that I ask and have the arguments that I have because, well, I guess that's just gonna be me. And so, um, yeah, I, I I think money we we need to teach more about money, and we need to have bigger conversations about money. What does it really mean? And uh, what does the stewardship of money really look like? Um, because again, it's, it's, it's a big deal there, folks. Truly it is. Anyhow. Hey folks, it's Rick Sherwood here again. And yes, that music means that we're wrapping this up for this, uh, Friday round table. Hopefully this inspired y'all to have a conversation coming up in the next few days with your loved ones and with the people around you about what money is and how it should be spent. And especially that conversation with kids so that they can start to learn and understand because we're not having these conversations and we're not having them because of, uh, gosh, I only know why. But the fact is, I, I hope this is inspired. So again, for Rebecca, Sherry, and the stingy, whatever you want to call me, Rick. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. We'll talk on Monday.